Hello and welcome to Energy Extra Time. I'm Sean McGill and I'm once again joined by some of Energy Sports Finest to bring you engaged, unfiltered and analytical football debate from the beautiful game in Scotland and the wider world. I always start these shows with a wee chat with my co-host and today I thought I'd bypass the small talk and ask a question that seems to spark good discussion whenever it's mentioned in our group chat. What did you have for dinner? So I'll start with my usual co-host Cameron Monster. What were you scrambling last night? I remember. Um, pasta? I think I had pasta. You need to be more specific than that. I'm not just having just pasta. <laughs> I, I want mind. details. That might be wrong. I could have had anything. Um, Where'd you lie then? You just shout out pasta. <laughs> uh, I think it was pasta. I think it was like mince or something as well. It was a weird dinner. It was nice Mince though. and pasta. I, like, I know I'm having tonight. I'm having a tuna pasta bake tonight. So oh, good. Happy days. I like tuna happy pasta bake. Yeah. Strew them up at yourself. I actually had tuna pasta last night. That's quite scary timing. That's scary. That is very scary, actually. What about yourself, Graham? What were you? I had some peri peri chicken and steak kebabs with potato smileys on the side. Potato smileys? Aye. I miss potato smileys, man. That's outstanding. What about you, Sean? I had salmon. I wasn't actually... I was Mm. being... Tory Frank would have enjoyed my dinner last night. (laughs) (laughs) I was going down that route last night. Um... Yeah, so let's move on before... I wish I had a big plate of potato smileys, though. That sounds fantastic. You should never grow out of potato smileys, Sean. Which footballer do we think eats potato smileys on the most regular basis? Chris Boyd. Do you think? was any food question about the most, it's Chris Boyd, is it not? I don't know, James Forrest is quite uh, baby-faced, yeah. isn't he? He might be <laughs> in, his, in his chair with his bib on and getting stuck in his... Uh, he only eats potato smileys. Going back to their parents' house, him and Alan, and having me potato smileys every night after training. Coming back in from training. Yeah. Throwing them at each other. <laughs> uh, well, that's some lovely um, imagery there of the Forrest household, and uh, we'll, we'll move on from that. Uh, we'll start with our usual opening big shout where we give our most significant takeaways and controversial opinions from the week gone by. Uh, since Jack stole my big shout last week and then Jamie stole my backup one, I'm going to let myself go first this week because I want to. And uh, My big shout is that everyone is getting a wee bit too excited about Everton. Uh, obviously it's been a really impressive start from the Toffees. They started off with a comfortable 1-0 win away to Spurs and then pulled off the fantastic attacking display against West Brom at Goodison on Saturday and there's also been uh, 3-0 and 5-2 League Cup wins against Salford City and Fleetwood Town but I do think they're a much improved side but I just I don't think I think they're still lacking I don't think they're going to be pushing for the top six like some people are tipping they clearly still lack a top quality goalkeeper Pickford's been poor since what just after the, the 2018 World Cup and he made another mistake last night that led to a Fleetwood goal and it just seems to be in that terrible rut that keepers find it really, really hard to get out of. I think they could prove their centre-backs. We were speaking about this in the group chat on Saturday. We're still to see if Yeri Mina and Michael Keane can perform at a consistently high level. And something that I've noticed tactically in their Premier League games, James Rodriguez, who, for all the obvious attributes he brings to this team, does very, very little defensively. And obviously, um, you might expect that from... From a player, and Ancelotti's tried to mitigate that by having Decore sort of sit close to the right wing whenever an attack, so he can stop any potential counter attacks with his athleticism. But I don't know if he's positionally intelligent enough yet to do that role. I've seen a couple of times where he's been joining the attacks, where he's been getting dragged elsewhere. So I think a good team could really exploit that. And I think in a team where we've got an improved top six this year, Wolves still look good, Leicester still look good. I think eighth is a very good season for Everton. And 
I think Cy Ferry said an open goal the other week that um, he reckons he could finish top four. And for me, that's ludicrous. So still a good team, but top eight's a good season for Everton. Anyone want to tell me why I'm ridiculously wrong? No, I, I think you made a good point, yeah. People do seem I to be getting really high on what? Everton, and I'm just not the quite there. I think it's because Ancelotti. Yeah, I think that's why everyone's yeah. so hyped up. Because he, he is one of the best managers there is. But if they still had, I don't know, Marco Silva in charge, no one would be saying this, I don't think. That's just get a good start, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, oh, yeah, but they'll follow away in a few games. Because it's Ancelotti, people are going, wow, they're going for Europe sort of thing. I'm with yeah. you. I think eighth place, great season for Everton. 100%. I just I, I just don't think with the centre back partnership and uh, Jordan Pickford they can even mount top four challenge to be fair. I think against I think a team like Liverpool or Man City would just run through them at the moment. Yeah, they, I think the measure said Derby sort of the middle of next month and uh, so what two or three weeks away. And I think that um, like I was saying about that right hand side just being completely vacated at sometimes. I think you can see Liverpool really exploit that, and uh, they look about slowing the transition didn't they against West Brom on Saturday a couple of times they got caught out on the counter attack by Alexa Diangana and Pereira so um, I still think they're, they're great and I'm looking forward to seeing them do well I'd like to see them do well but I think we're all getting a little bit too excited about, about Ancelotti's Everton uh, I think if Hamas picks up an injury which is pretty much likely to do I yeah. think that's going to be a massive blow and like, basically all the creativity from that midfield just kind of disappears and it's back to Sigurdsson Absolutely, I completely agree uh, Calvert-Lewin's also on track to be a 30 goal <laughs> this season man I don't think that's going to happen Yeah, yeah. he's been outperforming <laughs> himself a bit in these first couple of weeks And Richarlison refuses to pass to him as well which is quite a problem <laughs> yeah, That could be a problem uh, just Everton are one of these teams that just have a, like, a, like a they're Everton, they'll mess it up, kind of order about them. Yep. Yeah. They'll maybe win the Everton Trophy this year for the first time in a while. <laughs> they might the, Because they're amazing, but they're still Everton, so at some point they're going to come crashing back down to earth. Yep. Um, I'm glad you guys agree with me then. Struan, how about you give us your big shout? So, my big shout is, is I'm maybe going to say it a bit too far fetched at first, but I think under Arteta, Arsenal are going to be incredibly successful. I think compared to Lampard and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, who've kind of come into similar positions, I think what Arteta done is just it's just night and day different. I think he's improved Arsenal massively. I mean, we saw under Unai Emery they were just almost a laughing stock. As, as if you watched any episode of Arsenal fan TV, you'd just see the club wasn't in a good place. And I think Arteta came into quite a poor situation halfway through the season, and I think he's just transformed. I think. There's instances just throughout his time that I've just thought, yeah, that's incredible. The way he changed the system into a three-four-three when it was clear that the back four wasn't working out well. You know, he's brought in players like Tierney, but well, he didn't bring Tierney in. But Tierney looks fantastic under him. Aubameyang is just phenomenal as well. And I think going on to win the FA Cup last season was amazing. You know, to beat Man City in the semi-final and Chelsea, and I just think the way he's handled things is fantastic. Especially when you look at Lampard and Solskjaer, who in many ways have regressed the teams that they've taken over from the previous league season and the money that they've spent as well. I just think I think Arteta's done a fantastic job at Arsenal so far. Graham, do you think Struan's point there might have something to do with the fact that Mikel Arteta has already been involved in an elite team when he was working under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City, whereas Frank Lampard, uh, no disrespect, was down at Derby for his first year of management and then thrown into Chelsea and only got a social been working sort of uh, Cardiff City, Molda, not these sort of high level football used to these sort of top quality players. Do you think that maybe plays a factor? Yeah, Engstrand spot on, especially when Arteta got the Arsenal job initially. You could see Pep's style of football being integrated into that. It's not just you learn from Pep, he copied Pep to the extent of Arsenal because 
what Pep does is highly successful. So why not? Since then, I think he's put his own spin on things. Absolutely. But there, there's so much he's taken from Pep, both as he's taught him and just as he's copied him from what he's seen. Yep, absolutely. Um, Cameron, how about you let us know your big shout? Um, mine's, mine's I, I struggle to find one that's quite controversial this week. This is just a genuine opinion. But I think third place in the Scottish Premiership will go to Hibs this season, not Aberdeen. Um, I think Hibs, I know they started really strong and then sort of fell away a little bit while keeping the results going. And they'll sell it this week. That could be a, a, maybe a big Cameron, but as we saw from the Rangers game, they can hold their own. But I just think Aberdeen, they've lost um, McKenna at the back now. They've really struggled last week to Motherwell. That 3-0 defeat was horrendous. They just didn't even try and play football. They were just awful. Um, so, yeah, I think Hibs, solid third place finish this season for the first time in, God, maybe over a decade. I'm not quite sure, but it's not happened in a long time. So your big shout is the team in the third will finish third? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of stuff we love on this show. I did say it isn't controversial. I, <laughs> I like that big shout, though. Yeah, it's for the fact they haven't done it in so long. I think this is their year. I think Hibs are really going to become something bigger and better the next few seasons as well. As a Hearts fan, a little bit scared of that. <laughs> yeah, that's good to hear. And uh, Graham, I hope your uh, big shout isn't as groundbreaking as that. I hope you can maybe keep us on our seats with, it, with well, your one. Well, you you already stole two men, Sean, by... <laughs> You stole my Everton one, and then you stole my second one, which was that James Forrest and Alan Forrest love potato smileys. <laughs> I'm tempted to go when I to copy Cameron and go football's a good sport. <laughs> I think that's I think, a pretty, I, it's controversial, but I do like it. I do like it. Uh, I'll go that today, at the end of the day, I'm jumping ahead here, sorry, uh, there will only be one Scottish team left in Europe. Ooh. That's heartbreaking. I was keen to talk about that later on, but uh, are you, are you, have you got like individual teams? Do you think that's going to come from? Do you think one particular team is going to prevail, or is it just a feeling that only one of them will scrape through? My feeling is that the only team that will survive is Celtic. Not confident think, with your, your own uh, Well, well, I think same Motherwell and Aberdeen will go out. Isn't the most dramatic statement? They're playing little sport in Lisbon and one half the travel to Israel. Yeah. But no, I'm not confident Rangers go through at all. I think if it's a two legged tie, I would be. But getting the luck, the stupid luck of the draw thing, whether they're away from home or in a city team, it just makes everything so up in the air. I think William Tudor had a great season last year. They finished fifth in the Dutch League, which is a quite high quality league. They'll be raiding to go play the Rangers, who are a big side. Rangers are in a really tough spell, and you know how mentally kind of weak they've been after the draws. And had the one on Sunday, so I'm very, I'm, I've been very, very worried that we'll be out today. Yeah, there'll be more Europa League chat later to come in the show, but we'll move on now to the second ball where we pick up on any of the stories we might have missed in our opening segment. Let's start by talking about some transfers involving Scottish players, as we're always keen to make that our focus on the show. Uh, after knowing this transfer was going to happen for about, what, five years, Aaron Hickey was finally announced as a Bologna player this afternoon on Thursday as we record. Cameron, it's always nice to see a Scottish player go test themselves abroad and it's always nice to see a player rise through your own team's ranks and then go on to complete a big move. So I imagine this one's just got you feeling all warm inside. Yeah, absolutely. It's a shame that we've lost them, of course, but um, destined for bigger, better things than the shape we're currently in as a club. Um, certainly it's better to go play in Serie A, probably get game time than play for a championship team. Um Great news, really. That's all you can really say about it. Really good news, and um, I'm sure it'll be a smashing success. 
Yeah, um, Bologna's first choice left back Mitchell Dykes is out with suspension. He was red carded last week, so mm. it could be the case that um, that Hickey makes a start against Parma, I believe, on Monday. Um, so that would be hopefully something to keep an eye out for. Uh, did we all enjoy his announcement video? Have we all seen it? Yeah, I have not. No. Have you not seen his announcement video? I've not yet either. No. So I would oh, lo- uh, let me try and describe work. it to you. Um, I don't know how I'm going to do it though. So it starts off with some. Uh, picturesque Scottish scenery, uh, almost definitely from the Highlands. Whereas, where's Aaron Hickey from, Cameron? Somewhere around around here, is he not? Yeah, <laughs> I think. He's so, an Edinburgh yeah. boy. I'll check. Um, uh, he's, he's from. He's a Glasgow boy, apparently. Is he? Yeah, that's Wikipedia, though. So to get Are they, was, was he not part of the Celtic setup in the past? Because the Celtic not get like a sell on from this chance. Celtic do, yeah, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like uh, well, I kind of know people who knew him, so I thought he was maybe somewhere around here, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Um, so yeah, d- definitely not where Aaron Hickey's from anyway, and then in this sort of uh, beautiful Scottish water, most likely a loch, um, they've placed or f- photoshopped on what's a toy dinosaur, a toy dinosaur has been put in this loch, and Aaron Hickey's hand then grabs this toy dinosaur, which I, I think's meant to be Nessie, but it's quite clearly not Nessie, um, and Aaron Hickey grabs it and says, believe me, I'm real, Hickey announced. And the tragic thing is, this is the real video. This isn't just like what somebody's imagining yeah, to happen. I've just watched it. That's that's pretty bad. I saw someone suggest that in signing Aaron Hickey for I think one point seven eight million pounds, that they've had to sack their entire social media team, which would maybe make sense <laughs> as to why they call it that video as well. It is because it's it's the best and worst uh, transfer announcement video I've seen this season. So it looks good in the kit though. Did Bologna really have like some social media people come over to Scotland to film a like, or did they just shoot you stock footage of, of a brave Bologna, yeah, and, like Photoshop, and, like Photoshop in like a toy dinosaur in the in the river or something? I don't know. Where would you get? Would you get a toy dinosaur easily? Do you have easy access to those in Bologna? I don't know. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but yeah, some some brilliant there. A good move for Aaron Hickey. Uh, we discussed this next transfer a bit on the Football Roundup, which you can find every Monday on the Energy Sport podcast feed. But Scott McKenna has now completed his move to Nottingham Forest with Aberdeen receiving a club record fee believed to be in the region of £3 million for the Scotland International. Graham, for you, who wins the most at this one? Forest, Aberdeen or McKenna himself? Uh, us as fans, I think, to be honest with you, Sean, because now Nottingham Forest are must-watch. We get to watch Joe Laurel and Scott McKenna be centre-back partners. Just which... This is the first mention of Joe Laurel on this podcast, I think, ever. And I would just like to remember that time where he had about 25 yards of space at Rugby Park. Eamon <laughs> Brophy crawled towards him, and he still managed to dispossess him and go to score. I think it was an equaliser at that point. Um, just a quick reminder of that, thank you very much, but that's my, my last in Joe Laurel memory. Uh, I think that's that. That to me seems like two absolute donkeys. Like they got they, two two players that have the potential to just have absolute calamities at the back, and if they both have one on the same day, it's going to be absolutely amazing <laughs> to watch. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that uh, Daniel Story. Daniel Story, he's a Nottingham Forest fan. Yeah. He was tweeting about all the signings they've had. They have like, had like sixty four signings since twenty seventeen or something like that. Wow. And he put up a sparkle quiz about. Uh, Oh, I'm trying to name them all so hopefully that's not the quiz of the day I'm not sure I do very well but... Cameron please tell me it's not Nottingham Forest signing since 2017 it's hard signing since 2017 that's 90 players <laughs> please
please no. Um, Struan, it's been another busy week of League Cup action as well. Newport upset Watford, Newcastle smashed seven past Watford, and Kai Havertz bagged his first senior hat trick in Chelsea's six 0 win over Barnsley at the Bridge. Uh, what were your biggest stories coming out of round three for you? Um, I think there's always that question that pops up every year with the Carabao Cup of you know is it is it really worth you know does it do you still bring in fans? I think one of the the weird things last night was on Sky Sports that the game they chose they decided to show was Everton Fleetwood rather than Arsenal Leicester, and I just think from that point of view, I don't, I don't know why you know you wouldn't be showing the Premier League versus Premier League, but it seemed to be from a the narrative that. Joey Barton's an Everton fan, which to like, I just was screaming at the tell like, who cares? Like, I don't. Yeah. I'm not fussed that Joey Barton's a Fleetwood manager. And he also grew up supporting Everton. Like, I don't. I'm surprised. I discovered like, Glenn Whelan's at um, <laughs> yeah, I saw Fleetwood that. at the moment. That's probably what I learned from that. After his very successful uh, spell up here. Is it not more that in the early rounds they do lower league team at home to Premier League side looking for the upset rather than the two Premier League sides that are resting all of them players each? Yeah, it wasn't my problem that it was two, mm-hmm. it was a Premier League and lower league, but I just like for a, a game to be picked on the narrative of Joey Barton is quite worrying for me. I don't know about Strain. I think as well, like sometimes you see the smaller teams even resting players. Like one uh, in the Man United Luton game, they were talking about how Luton have got their first derby in 14 years against Watford, so yeah. they were prioritising that. And United were playing a lot of reserves as well, so it's just kind of like it's just reserve team versus reserve team. I just don't really think it has entertainment, and especially with no fans at the moment, I think a lot of these lower teams are going to struggle in these matches. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I do enjoy seeing the the lower league games. I probably would rather see that than an old Premier League clash, but it maybe has helped Kai Havertz find his level, though. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. Well, he played in the number ten role, Kai Havertz, last night. And uh, bagged a hat trick, so I'm sure he'll be saying to to Frank Lampard that that's his best position, and maybe they could. But where's Mason Mount going to play? It's, it's so bizarre that he'd spend eighty million on a player and not play him in his main position straight away. I, I think I think there's a massive problem with the signings. It was, it was Jamie Carragher that was talking about it, and that Chelsea tend to play the four three three, which just doesn't really suit Kai Havertz at all. Because yeah. obviously he he's more of a number ten, and in which case they're probably going to have to change the system a lot just to fit one player in. Lampard's always been quite flexible with his systems, hasn't he? When you said there, we're just Mason Mount play. I don't think that's a big question because I just think Kai Havertz <laughs> wherever is a, there's a space is an infinitely better player. So I don't think Mason Mount has to play. I don't. I, Mason Mason Mount wouldn't make my starting eleven for for Chelsea now if everyone's fit, and I don't think that's too big an issue for Chelsea really. Um, so we'll move on now to our favourite part of the show where we all get to embarrass ourselves with our lack of football knowledge despite being on a football podcast every week and that is See It Out, our regular quiz fixture Cameron Wonstall has organised it for us this week so do take us away Cameron mate Well, my reason for this I was going to do a UEFA Super Cup quiz because that's tonight That would have been horrendous really, It's no. a really boring competition Yeah, yeah. so I've went a different way about it, and right. I'm upset that fans won't be allowed back in stadiums yet. Right. So, I've got the 42 SPFL stadiums written down. Oh, and yes, oh, I hate it. This, this is for I Sean. This is Sean's to win. No, I don't know. Actually, I thought Sean would hate this as well. No, I actually don't um, mind this. No, I've, I've thought about doing this one before. I've really? never looked at it, but oh, I've thought about it. I thought, to win. I thought that... Um, Jamie McIntosh would be good at this one because he would be. He's yeah, he'd nail it, this one. So, um, oh. I'm quite glad that he's not on this podcast. <laughs> right, well, I've got it written down. I've got all of them here. I just want you to say the team name and the stadium. I don't want licensed. I don't want the Billy Bowie Special Projects Arena. So old names can count. <laughs> you think you're saying? 
Not old names, but like their their official names. I want. Um, I can't even say that. But oh, you don't want no spaghetti had. No. no spaghetti had exactly. I want the proper name. No paradise. So even if that is the kind of name that has been for a while, you don't want it. But it changes so much the se- like it changes every season. I don't see the point in that. If you want to give me it, okay. If you just want it that way, we can do it that way. That's fine. If they can give you, if, you if they can give you the current name, if it's the old original traditional name, I think that should be allowed. But if it's like the current, if you, you say like the, the, the sponsor well. from two seasons ago, then I don't think that should be allowed. But exactly you... right. Yeah. So you have to do so the current, current or traditional. Name. Yeah. Current or and it's it's right. just the stadiums and all all the leagues. Yeah, all 42. Yeah, all 42 teams. That's what you say. The team name, you need to give me the team name as well. And the stadium. Okay? Yeah. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Right, we'll start with Sean, then Strew, and then Graham. We'll do it that way. Rugby Park. Rugby Park. Who, who, plays, who plays at Rugby Park? <laughs> That's Kilmarnock yeah, Football yeah, Club. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we need to say the team and the stadium? Yeah. 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 Okay, um, Hibernian FC Easter Road. Lovely. How cute. Ibrox Rangers, they're also in our own team there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Celtic Park. Celtic. Celtic Park, Celtic. Aberdeen Petaudry. Uh-huh. Uh, Tony Macaroni Arena, Livingston. Yeah. <laughs> Harps, Tynecastle Stadium. Mm, oh, oh, that's a dodgy Tynecastle. one. Tynecastle. Tynecastle Park, it is actually. Right, Tynecastle. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tynecastle. Uh, Queen's Park in Hamden. <sighs> yeah. Just as well. Just as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Fur Park, Motherwell. Yep. Of course. Dundee United, Tanadice. Yep. Spartans, Ainsley Park. <laughs> Spartans are not in. Strain, <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Trying to show oh, off. Trying to show off. Oh, that's brilliant. I saw Kelly play in the League Cup tie a few years ago. Chris oh. Point at Ainsley Park, it was lovely. That's brilliant, Strain. Well done for trying to be so smart. Thank you. I'll just, oh. And I hope someone else picks up on it. I really do. Oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you feel like. <laughs> this play at Ainsley Park. Right, Graham. Uh, Dens Park, Dundee. Yep. Sean, are you going for it? McDermott Park, St Johnston. Yeah, I'm going for that. Okay, St Johnston, yep. Uh, Falkirk Stadium, Falkirk. Yep. Uh, Fountain May Youth Stadium, Hamilton Academical. Or New Douglas Park. I would just say New Douglas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Queens of the South, Palmerston. Yep. East End Park, Dunfermline. Yep. Uh, Somerset Park, yeah. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't saying that one. Uh, for how part of Thistle? Yep, he's doing well. Oh, St Mirren Park, St Mirren. <laughs> that is the that is its traditional name. Is it like the simple digital or something? Or is that gone yes. now? Aye, I think it's that still. It used to be the Paisley Twenty Twenty One, but I think they've changed it to simple digital. Yeah, simple digital you know, rings a bell, doesn't it? Um, bum bum bum. Uh, Starks Park, Great Rovers. Yep. Hmm, struggling a little bit now. We are struggling a little bit now. Uh, do our both play Gayfield? Ah, that was my That's correct. That's correct. Uh, Stair Park, Stranraer. Stranraer. 
Yes, Deer Park. Yep. Uh, the Inverness Caledonian Thistle Stadium for Inverness. It's Caledonian Stadium. But yes, I suppose you did say Inverness. Okay, we'll lay away with that one. That's fine. That's fine. That'd be very harsh to turn you away from. Sean? Um, I'll say Ainsley Park, Edinburgh City. Yes, that's where Struan got it. Just wrong. Just a bit wrong. Back to Graham. That might be me. That might be me. Oh, come on. Ten seconds. You can do it. Oh no! <laughs> Two, one. Bingo, Ross County. Nah. <laughs> I just did right, time. Uh, Chance to win it. No, I was last. Strong wins. I was last. Oh really? Right. I, I, I stayed away from County because I wasn't sure if it's changed, but it's County the the Global Energy Stadium still. I believe it is. I'm not going to write it down, but I'm sure you're right. Or Victoria Park is yeah. the official name. I'll double check for you. Nobody now. with Sterling Albion's Fourth Bank Stadium. No. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely oh, that's quite good at that as well. That's quite good at that. There's so many good ones. Oh, I forgot Capital. Oh, oh Capital, yeah. Nobody said Capital. No, I went out way too early. That's embarrassing. I was on my last legs very early. <laughs> well, maybe read some out. Read yeah, the... just go for it. Just mm-hmm. rattle them off. I'll rattle them off quickly. Airdrie, Excelsior Stadium, yeah, Albion no. Rovers, Clifton Hill, Alloa, Recreation Park, Annan, Galwa Bank, Brecon, Glebe Park, Clyde, Broadwood Stadium, Cove Rangers, Balmoral Stadium, Cowden Beef, Central Park, Dumbarton, Dumbarton Stadium, uh, East Fife, Bayview Stadium, Elgin, Borough Briggs, Forfar Station Park, Montrose, Lynx Park, Morton, Capilo, as you've said, Peterhead, Balmoor, Ross County, Victoria Park, Stenhouse Muir, Okove, and of course Struan's own Sterling Fourth Bank Stadium. That's the ones that weren't done. Would He's done pretty well. That's what he's ever made it. Anyone ever made an away trip to the Fourth Bank? Absolutely not, and I don't plan no. on it. Wife <laughs> decisions. <laughs> I was trying to use ones that I've been to, but one of them's Al that I've been to like eight times, and I swear it's been a different name every single time I've been. It's just yeah, the one with probably. the KFC next to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cameron, would you have given me The Rock for Dumbarton? Because that's that a traditional that's, name. That's his like, official nickname. I've got that actually uh, written down as like, a fact if anyone got it. Because I was wanting to say that because um, I've been there they before. They used to have a horrendous license That was the actual name. Yeah, no, it is. It's called Dumbarton Football Stadium. That's his official can, Right now, it's can, the CNG System Stadium. That's can we ban teams from using their own name? Is this like, like the yeah. Dumbarton Stadium? For, let's get for a Stadium. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get some proper names in there. I don't like the sponsor ones either. I don't like the Etihad or the Emirates. To be fair, Dumbarton did have the best license name ever. Their name used to be the Your Radio One Hundred Three FM Stadium. Catchy. That used to be what it's called. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's, isn't it's, Murrayfield now officially BT Murrayfield? Yeah. 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 It's, it's just it's the same. It's like it's the Emirates FA Cup. It's it's all. Yeah. That's that. The that's, Carabao Cup. I I'm, do not I'm, like that. I'm glad they've done that with, or at least the way they've done it with Rugby Park, and I would never want it at all, but the way they've done it is it's the BPSB Stadium Rugby Park, and it, so yeah. it's, it only comes up as the BPSB Stadium on, like, on the TV or yeah. on graphics and stuff like that, but uh, like the owner said that he doesn't want anyone to call it that, it's still to be called Rugby Park, it's That's just same. like a, an Dundee. extra revenue stream. Dundee and Park do the same, man. Yeah. Dense Park and For Hill are called something else, but it said at yeah. For Hill afterwards, which is the best way to do it, in yeah. my opinion. Well, we've just Absolutely. Got, to, got to go it with that way. But oh, that's sure. literally, is that literally 
everyone apart from Jack Donnelly is one of these quizzes. <laughs> everyone apart from the, the so-called editor of Energy Sport is one of these quizzes, which is pretty embarrassing for oh, he's, he's just busy, isn't he? Oh, he's so busy. Um, so I'm sure he'll be keen to come on soon and try and redeem himself. I think that should just be the aim for all of us now, is just try come and... In. Should Jack ever get a point throughout the whole season? So just like message each other like Juden quizzes. <laughs> if Jack's on it, then just the host has to give someone the answers. I'm happy to arrange that. Just give them hints. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for that, Cameron. I enjoyed that, and that's I'm happy to to be off the mark. Uh, we're going to do looking ahead a little bit differently this week, as we're excited to have four Scottish teams still in Europe at the third qualifying round so we'll look at their fixtures this evening as we record as well as looking ahead to the Premiership weekend. We'll start with arguably the tie of the round as Aberdeen travel to the Jose Alvalade Stadium to take on one of Europe's most iconic clubs, Sporting Lisbon. The 18-time Portuguese champions will be without nine first-team players as well as manager Ruben Amiron due to Covid-19. Cameron, does this potentially open the door for Aberdeen to pull off a result here? Can I just say, you just said the Jose, and oh, a Jose oh, Mourinho true. would like to tell you that, that Portuguese, that is Jose. But, um, see, sometimes my higher Spanish just comes flooding out and I just can't, <laughs> I can't help myself. You're just too fluent, that's it's, what it is. It's too that's fluent. Uh, what was the question again? Um, do you think that the uh, sport in Lisbon's absentees due to COVID-19 gives uh, Aberdeen a chance of pulling off an upset? Yeah, 100%. Plus, I think, I believe anyway, it's their first competitive gaming season. If not, I don't think their league started yet. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I've but, not um, seen any Portuguese first... football. Yeah, I think there's been one game in it. Oh, it's probably just started then, yeah. Um, but they've not played any of their previous rounds in Europe either, like Aberdeen have. So they do have the advantage in that sense. Um, obviously, Aberdeen's last game was awful, but they can bounce back from that. They just didn't show up. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's the best can I jump in and ask whoever's battering their keyboard to shut up? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. That's I'm the third time of this show you've been hitting your keyboard. It's because I'm on a, it's on a, I'm on a different mic, that's why. I have, and I'm sure the <laughs> listeners have, and I expect better on this show. Please continue, Cameron Bill Graham's quiet in the corner. <laughs> I was just going to say, let's wrap it up. Uh, it's the best chance Aberdeen will ever have to beat Sport in Lisbon. The best chance they'll ever get. 100%. Yeah. Everyone's in their favour right now, so we'd love to see them have a right go with them. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, uh, and hopefully, hopefully they can pull something off because yeah. it would be great to see another Aberdeen team in the playoff round. I think it's maybe like Victoria pulls in and then someone else. They play last. Uh, the last one. All oh, right. Okay, they're actually quite good, aren't they? Motherwell. Motherwell will be like Victoria pulls in. All right. Is that where they're Right. Okay. Tough times, um, but they're not. Didn't type for no, didn't type for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually do, you weren't just ruining the audio of the show. I do appreciate that. Um, Graham Donson travelled to Ross County on Sunday as well. The Staggies fresh off a 1-0 win at McDermott Park last week. Do you think this will be another tricky fixture for Derek McInnes' side? They, they always kind of have the tendency to make it hard for themselves. They very rarely win games, especially from home, comfortably. So I kind of think you have to see whenever Aberdeen go away from home that it's going to be tough for them. I mean, they've only scored five goals in six games, even though they're fourth in the league. So, yes, it will be tough for them. I expect them to sneak through, but it's not guaranteed at all. Yeah, the champions are also on their travels this week as they head to the Latvian capital to take on Riga. Struan, uh, 
Christopher, Julian hasn't travelled with the squad, but Neil Lennon has said Odson Edwards is ready to go after being rested against Livy at the weekend. How big a boost is that for Celtic to see uh, their top striker back? Uh, I think it's a massive one. I think it'll definitely help with the team selection. It does seem to change constantly. I think I think he's levels ahead of Kamala, and hopefully they do still play with the back three, because I think that's Celtic's best formation by a mile. It just suits the team so well, I think. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they go back to pairing... Edward and Ayeti because it was Ayeti and Christie. Will Christie stay in the team after scoring at the weekend? So definitely one to keep an eye on. And they're uh, back to back on Premier Sports six and eight o'clock, so you can watch both the the um, old firm sides there. The next one's interesting. The next two ties is they're intertwined in a way because the two Scottish sides meet each other on Sunday as Motherwell welcome Rangers to Fir Park uh, live on Sky on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Struan, we were speaking about. On Monday, about Motherwell's upturn in form in recent weeks, uh, four wins from four, I think it is, but that's including penalties against Coleraine. But there's still very much a feeling that they're underdogs in this one, isn't there? Yeah, I, th- I think the way Rangers have started the season, any other team but Celtic are probably going to be considered the underdogs going up to them. And, and I think now Rangers will really want a point to prove because I, d- I don't think they played well, particularly against him. So I think this is definitely going to be a... You know, they need to step up again because if Celtic now win their game in hand, that's them top of the league and I don't think Rangers can afford that. Cameron, we saw Hibs upset Rangers last week. Do you think this Motherwell side are capable of doing something similar? Or do you think the travel trip to Israel or, um, will just completely wipe them out? Yeah, I think I think Rangers are away to Holland. They're away to Israel. I think if anyone's going to get jet lag, it'll be Motherwell. Rangers can handle it better. They've got a much better team, I think. I think it'll be a comfortable Rangers victory. Maybe. I don't think they'll concede. I think they'll go back to getting their clean sheet record back on track. I think 2-0 myself. And have you got any hopes, Cameron, of Motherwell in Europe this week? Do you think they've maybe got a chance of pulling off the spectacular? Maybe. Um, Hapwell, they've, they're a pretty decent team, from what I know. Um, they've, in fact, they've played two easy games so far against, I think it was Dynamo, Batumi and Lachi. Georgian, Albanian sides just coasted past them. So, no shame if they go out to Hapwell, Beersheva, but... You might as well go for it, throw everything at it and help the coefficient, get some money and uh, have a real chance at the group stages if they beat them. Graham, you said you're not confident about Rangers chances tonight, but Stephen Gerrard has a, a fantastic record in Europe as Rangers manager. So would you, are you, why are you not confident that they could pull off something there? I just kind of look at some of the fixtures in Europe so far. I mean, in, in the last round of the Champions League, I think something like the top five seeds all went out. I think the the way the competition is, the European competitions are in the qualifying rounds this year, it's going to lead to some upsets and Rangers had a really tough tie. I also kind of think there's a part of it that Rangers aren't hugely fussed about it. I mean, it's going to be such a tightly packed schedule, like games every week, and if Rangers want to to stop Celtic, which we all know that is the main goal, maybe being in Europe isn't the worst thing. It's not saying that's going to affect them today, but in the back of their heads, if we go out, it'll be like, oh, well, just, just, just focus on the league now. Yeah, Jumping back to the Celtic-Hibs game that's also on Sunday, Strun, you said you were confident on the football roundup this week that uh, Hibs could give it a real go. Has that confidence waned uh, over the week, or are you still feeling good about the tie? I'm still feeling good. I think the players' confidence will be right up right now. As, as we mentioned in the big chat as well, I think there's a real opportunity for Hibs to finish third this season. And they'll probably be thinking in the mind as well. Celtic have got this game 
during the week. He's very unpredictable this season, Neil Lennon. I don't actually think he's played the same eleven two weeks in a row, but I, th- I think Hibbs will be will be ready for this game. And I think there's always that feeling that oh, you know, Hibbs are just mini Celtics. They'll just let them win and get the title. But I really do think they'll be up for it this game. And I think Jack Ross has that point to prove to say you know he is one of if it's maybe a big shout here but you know he could be the best manager in the league and I think he, he wants to prove that I don't think he, he wants to let the old firm run away with it as they have done so many years recently and, and throughout history Graham after seeing Hibs frustrate uh, Rangers on Sunday do you, are you confident they, they could maybe do Rangers a favour in um, making Celtic drop points or do you think the champions will be too much I think ultimately Celtic will be too much. There are signs from Hibs that I think will pose Celtic threats. I thought Nisbet last week was excellent in kind of bullying the Rangers centre backs and yep. Celtic centre halves can are liable to be getting bullied by a physical striker and having two up there might struggle. Maybe that's what might hurt Celtic. Oh, you can't really predict either Celtic or Rangers to lose games at home though. So I still think Celtic will win. Probably quite comfortably as Hibs lied down to Celtic. Maybe it depends on how many <laughs> <laughs> it maybe depends on how many potato smileys James Forrest has consumed in the in the build up to the game. If he's feeling a bit pinned down by oh, I might give him the zoomies though. <laughs> yeah, a good depends if Barkis can keep up the shots as well. <laughs> as well as Marciano after that fantastic double save oh. last week, so be very interesting. Uh, we'll look at mo- the other Premiership games, Cameron. Uh, it's been a interesting couple of weeks for Hamilton after that last minute or sorry, late win against uh, Livingston a couple of weeks ago, and then failing to register a shot against Ten Man Kilmarnock last week. They take on Dundee United at home. Uh, Dundee United, who saw Lauren Shanklin bag his first Premiership goal last week in that win over St Mirren. Expecting Hamilton to, they're usually quite good at home are you expecting them to maybe pick up on the, the form that we saw a couple of weeks ago I'm so glad you gave a little recap for Hamilton because I pay so little attention I would not have known that um, <laughs> anyways good to know that uh, people on the show pay attention thank you very yeah, much it's just Hamilton um, no, no I think you're right um, I think Dundee United really done a slump recently um, I would I, I would usually tip Dundee United to win this one but yeah I think Hamilton will see an opportunity they could pick up three points here and um it's typical Hamlin. We see it every single week on this show and round up. Every show we do. Um, they just pick up points all the time, all throughout the season. And I think this will be one of those games I'm, I'm tipping them to win this one. Interesting. Uh, Struan, it's been a, a rough few weeks for Jim Goodwin. He's not been able to pick his strongest St Mirren side for quite a while. Well, I think probably since maybe the opening day of the season. Um, do you think that that will play a factor again as Kilmarnock travel to Paisley? Yeah, I think so. I think this could be quite an interesting game. To be fair, both very. I think the one point separates them in the tables at the moment. Yeah. Yep, that would make sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I think this would go a massive way in in the long term, just for the relegation battle at the moment. I think, I do think Kilmarnock will get something, as you'll be happy to know. But I, I can't see it being much of a of an, an entertaining game. I'm sorry to say. Yeah, probably not. But it'll be interesting to see what Kilmarnock do actually, because Eamon Brophy's out for the next two games, suspended after his red card against Hamilton. So. Um, and I think Danny Whitehall, who's some footballer that we've picked up from the lower leagues of England, um, he's injured as well. So it looks like Nicky Kabam will be up for himself. Does Greg Kilty go in behind? Um, interesting tactical stuff, for, for me anyway, probably not for anyone else, but it'll be interesting to see how Kilmarnock line up. 
and Graham, excitingly, you're off on your, on your well, not really your travels, because I'm, as I gather, it's not too far from your house, but um, you're making your way to the Tony Macaroni Arena to cover Livingston versus St Johnston at, uh, I just said, Tony Macaroni Arena, energy, um, for Energy Sport. What are you expecting from this one? Well, this, I'm, quite, I'm excited. I'm not, I don't know if I'm excited just because <laughs> it's going to be football that I get to go see live. Yeah. I mean, it's Livingston St. Johnson. Neither team get me hugely enthused, but I'm looking forward to going down and just being in that environment again. Both of need of a win, though, aren't they? Yeah, both like, both need of a win, which I think at this stage in the season might make both teams cagey rather than go for it. But I'm hoping to be wrong. Uh, as Struan said before, it'll be interesting how it starts and then it'll be a game of football. Yeah, um, when I was at Livy a couple of weeks ago, I was like, it was Livy Aki, so I don't know how much I was expecting it, but I actually thought it was a, a really good game and just really good to be at a game of football, which we're obviously privileged to I'd, do at this moment. I've never been, never been to a pro game where there's been no fans, so I'm interested. I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. the bench. I think that's the thing I'm most interested about this year, what with the shout of seeing and tactical. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how tactical it was on when I was there, but David Martin Martindale was absolutely screaming at his his lovely players. So keep an eye out for that one because he's not. He doesn't care that the opposition can hear him. He's he's properly going for it. Um, so make sure you all keep an eye on the Energy Sport Twitter and EnergySport.net for his thoughts on that very interesting game between two sides. As we said, who are very much in need of a win. Uh, there'll be more Premier League previews on the football ra- the football ramble. No, that's not us. Fantasy. That's, that's not our one, is it? That's <laughs> other people. Uh, the fantasy ramble. Uh, we are Jack Donnelly and some more of our energy sport regulars will be joined um, to talk about their fantasy teams, which I am off the bottom of our league, which I'm very happy about. Jack Donnelly again, actually the only person to not have a win on this quiz. Is bottom of the of the the fantasy league as well, so that's very promising to hear. Who's top, Sean? Who's top? Um, I don't actually remember. They don't got two wins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually. Don't actually. Oh, it was fantasy, sorry. <laughs> um, oh. No, no, no. We're just saying that Jack's rubbish at see it out and fantasy football. Not that either any of us are particularly good at both. He's busy, it's okay. <laughs> we'll round off with Game of the Week as we have to come to a group decision on our number one pick out of this weekend's action. There's lots of choice here, boys. We've mentioned some cracking games in Scotland. There's the battle of the two greatest tacticians of our generation as Pep City take on Brendan's Foxes. And <laughs> across the continent, Barcelona kick off the Ronald Koeman era at Camp Nou with a visit of Villarreal. Real Madrid travel to Seville to take on Manuel Pellegrini's Real Betis, while Andrea Pirlo faces the first big test as Juventus manager as the old lady head to the Stadio Olimpico to take on Roma. So, Struan Garvey, what's your shout for Game of the Week? I think I think from from my point of view in Scotland, I think Celtic Hibs is going to be a massive game. Surprise, there's surprise! A, there's a lot to that, but also I'd, I'd give a little shout out for uh, Leeds United versus Sheffield United of a Yorkshire derby. I think that's probably gone quite under the radar in the Premier League this weekend, but yep. it won't be as good without the fans, of course. But and and then obviously there's the Watford Luton, which is the first time in 14 years the two of them will have met, which I didn't even know was that strong a rivalry until recently. Yeah, can't, we can't be getting too excited about it if we didn't even know it was a thing. Because I'm the same as you until I saw that thing on Twitter about uh, Luton resting some players. Um, I think that was, was it? Energy Sports' biggest fan, Karl Anka, I think that was. 
um, who I saw that tweet from. It's it's interesting because they've had to move it to twelve o'clock, as as we've seen with like you know the old firm. It can't be played later than that. It's <laughs> a real no, derby. It's a real derby. There's no fans in the stadium, so I don't I, I don't know how feisty it's going to get that they feel they still have to do it before twelve o'clock. Yeah, and isn't like ninety five percent of what Watford's team foreign like. I don't think they'll have even have heard of Luton Town before. So I, th- I think the English players are about Tom Cleverley, James Garner, and Danny Welbeck, and Troy Deeney. <laughs> Staunch wet And Ben Foster. It's just the United oldies, basically. So your shouts, Celtic Hibs for, for game of the Yeah, I'd go Celtic Hibs again to watch. Uh, what about yourself, Cameron? What would you say? Uh, I've got Amazon, so I'm going to be able to see the Crystal Palace ever again. <laughs> I think two teams that are... Probably before the season started, oh, boring. That'll be a tight yeah. miss. But I think that'll actually be quite interesting. I laughed at you um, there, but it's two teams have started the season very well, six points out of yeah, six. Yeah. So yeah, some of these hundred percent record will go. Exactly. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Why not? That's. I mean, if that's that, my analysis if that, as well. If that ends up being game of the week, then I will be, I'll be, <laughs> bitterly disappointed. Graham, what are you thinking? Yeah, I, I was actually also thinking about Sheffield United Leeds, but right. I'll go with I'll go with uh, stick stick with your own. The other game with two teams at 100% records, uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal on Monday. Keep it quite simple. Ah. I think it's the game of the week. I didn't even look, yeah. look that far ahead. I stopped my, I stopped my search on uh-huh. Sunday. So did I. Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool had two interesting games. Arsenal given Liverpool problems in the last couple of times they've met, but they've notoriously struggled at Anfield. They've been hammered, like, I feel like the last like, five times they've been, although the last one came was in the League Cup and it was 5-5. It's got potential to be a good game, an important game. Arteta Klopp as well, if that's anything. Graham, you're saying about the, the Yorkshire Derby as well, but I very much doubt you'll you'll watch it because I'm pretty sure it's the same time as Motherwell Rangers on Sunday afternoon. So I imagine your attention will be elsewhere. Eh, it depends what happens today, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> if they're dumped out of Europe, then you just can't be bothered. Uh, I just give up. Go support somebody else. Sure, so why not just jump along? Um... I, I basically have to say a vote here, don't I? Um, interesting one, I think. Stay Liverpool Arsenal's been. Yeah, you can. You're out of this, yeah. pal. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> I'll go Celtic Hibs. I think that's where the interest <laughs> is. And in it's second versus third in the Premiership. It's uh, interesting to see if Hibs uh, can put on a, a similar performance to they did at. Easter Road last week against Rangers and it's a big test for Celtic they've not looked particularly convincing this season and this would be a good test to see if they have turned the corner if the 3-5-2 will make a big difference and if they even stick with that it might be uh, a back three against a back three which always makes for an entertaining game in my view uh, so the energy extra time game of the week is Celtic versus Hibs at Parkhead that's on Sunday at 3 o'clock and you probably can't watch it unless you're a got Celtic TV so we're always looking out for the fan over here at Extra Time well thank you very much for listening and thank you to Graham Sinclair Cameron Monstall and Struan Garvey for joining me make sure to subscribe so the podcast appears in your feed straight away and don't forget to check out uh, us on Twitter that's ENRG Extra Time uh, as we said check out the Fantasy Ramble tomorrow and also keep an eye on Energy Sport over the weekend as Graham Sinclair gets to the football which will be very exciting so thanks again for listening and we hope to see you again soon cheers